Welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another Jones Chronicles. What is this volume? I think we're at 20, maybe. I don't know why I'm trying to keep track as if I know until <laughs> I actually do the, the export of this episode. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's the number I was left off on. So I have had some push and pull from the opinion poll regarding the format of Jones Chronicles. Some have reached out and been like, yeah, just like when you talk about whatever crosses your mind and it's so random and it's in the moment. And then I've had Mimi and a few others that are like, yeah, I really like it like that. So I think I'm just going to compromise and do two that are of a more laid back variety like this one and then i'll do two more um, two more each month that um do have that type of format i'm here to please and appease <laughs> had a really good what do you want to call this baby halloween because we're not doing anything for actual halloween no trick-or-treating here no giving out candy <laughs> Our door is officially closed. We have not participated in trick-or-treating for a really long time, though. Granted, she's 12, and she liked to dress up for school, but she wouldn't even dress up for the little party that we had at my house and at my sister's house because it was Stinka Fat's birthday, which is her daughter, Irie, but everyone calls her Stinka Fat. But people always come out with weird names. So like I was called Winnie. I don't know why I was Winnie the Pooh, but I was always Winnie and Chris or Chrissy Bear. Those are what my sisters call me. <laughs> we was jamming to Janet Jackson all night because she knows I love me some Janet Jackson. So I was jamming. And then I dressed up for the occasion just so I can have the reaction of everyone being like, Oh my God! Cause you know, I'm always dressing down. I never really dress like I'm going out. So I had this orange and I didn't take no pictures of it. I, maybe my sister has some pictures, but I had this orange uh, blouse on, but it's got like a tail in the back. Then I had my hot leather black pants. Then I had the matching orange shoes. Then I had the, you know, the little gold necklace. I was put together is what I'm trying to say. My hair was bumped in the right direction. So I had to let them know, you know, y'all was playing me last time. My sister still managed to get some digs in. Like I thought it was fall. Bitch, you just jealous of my Super Saiyan swipe. And then my mom really tried to clown my toes talking about I got bunions I'm like bitch I do not got bunions on my foot why you why you clowning me because you came not for the occasion <laughs> she's like I've been watching kids all day <laughs> I'm like I feel it because my sister do be just leaving her kids at my mom's house like that's her second job but one of the babies um Roro she was sick 
So she lay down or she sat down in the room. She wasn't feeling well. But the other girl, she was like, I don't want you to leave my Stella May. So we always come up with these weird names. Stella May, Stink of Fat, Roro. <laughs> um, what do I call my sisters? For the most part, I call Brit Brit. Brittany Brit. Brittany Brit. Wow. Couldn't get that out. And then I call Muffy or Muffet Muffy. But her name is actually Ernestine. So we used to we her nickname Muffet came from the fact that we used to tease her after Brittany was born. She wasn't the baby anymore. So we would always sing Little Miss Muffet, sat on a tuffet, eating her curves away. <laughs> Along came a spider and sat down beside her. Scared Miss Muffet away. Maybe that wasn't quite the song that we used to antagonize her. But it was the one that stuck in, which led to her nickname. So my brother Josh was Duwat. I remember that much, and I don't know why. We escaped the kids briefly on the porch for <laughs> an adult, you know, interaction. And that was hilarious because for some, like this girl, my sister's friend just randomly was like, <laughs> y'all ever see Kitty Cities? I was like, what? <laughs> have I ever seen a Kitty Cities? No, no, I have not. I, and that, you know, is that something you, you do a lot? We turned it into a whole roasting session and I was like, I got to get t-shirts. <laughs> Kitty titties. <laughs> oh, and then there was the Uno challenge because my daughter be whooping that ass because she got the gift from her mother. When it comes to me and me and her, we was tearing up my mom, and she's so competitive. The other people that are very competitive is people who drive. It's the saga every single week, and I hate going through it. If I could. Like, I'm not really into self-driving cars, but if it means that I am in a bulletproof cage in which if there's an accident, at least I'll be safe, <laughs> I think I can get behind it because people are already psychotic. I was sitting at a light and this person, as soon as the light changed, honked at me in this truck and I looked at him with the, the grim face of if I was a different person, that would have been the end of your life through the rearview mirror. And I didn't even, I just let my car roll for a good 45 seconds looking at him like, have you lost your fucking mind? I'm going to murder you. I'm going to come into your house one night while you're asleep. I'm going to cut your throat. This isn't a joke. You're going to die. I do not like driving behind slow people, but some people are in such a rush. There is nowhere for you to go. We, you just flew by him, flew by another person. We still at the same fucking stoplight. These two dudes were having, I guess, a stop off where they kept trying to get around each other. And then the one dude stopped, get around him once again, and almost hit me in the other lane. I'm like, what the fuck? This is always at like seven o'clock in the morning. What? What? what, what? 
I'm not even fully awake yet to be so in that rage mode. I can understand if it was the interstate. That would I, that would have some precedence to it, right? Because people have a tendency to drive really stupid anyway. So you might have to do some daredevil moves just to make sure your ass is not stuck behind morons. But yeah, it's 25. I learned a disturbingly horrifying fact about the Cold War that there were two naval commanders who basically had their hand on the key to launch nuclear missiles at Earth or at Earth (laughs) at the United States on Russia's side except one person would not do it I didn't catch his name which is sad but the other two had assumed that there had already been a call to war and it was time to unleash nuclear weapons and luckily that was not the case i mean it wasn't he they were just misinformed all the way you know in a submarine and there was a phone call where both sides were like yeah i don't think we want this i think we can come to a better solution (laughs) and russia was like yeah fuck off castro i'm not about to push that button so that you can swoop in and that is how close we came in cold war to all-out nuclear waste and this is why it was a good idea that they decided that's let's stop playing games with these nuclear missiles but the fact that there's like fucking 200 or something missing all over the world this this is not okay we also apparently accidentally dropped some (laughs) was that radiation in that uh yeah apparently they did the things they don't teach you in history class man schools are absolute trash i don't know why they decide that we should teach this very well i guess it's a pro agenda thing right because every country is going to teach the story that most elevates the patriotism in said country you're not going to peel back all of the the you know terrible things or the mistakes that were made like this whole idea (laughs) that britain wasn't and deeply involved in the transatlantic slave trade i'm like yeah you were and the americans just took that shit over and lost all decency in the in the facade that's the difference not oh (laughs) we were so much better like yeah you may have came to the natural conclusion that it's wrong sooner but that's not to say that a your people weren't racist or b your hands weren't dirty and it's fine everyone's hands are dirty it turns out (laughs) in the world everyone has those skeletons in their closet that that led to such great power but i love reading things about empires and stuff like that because it very much puts in perspective your day-to-day i've been feeling on and off 
all week under the weather i'm not sure <laughs> is it because my daughter keeps putting down her window every morning when it's all frosty and shit trying to give me bronchitis ain't nobody got time for that or is it because it's a, a mental disorder that's reacting physically <laughs> which is the fact that like in 10 days it'll be my 38th birthday and i know time or, or age is nothing but a number because lord knows i still feel around 24 until my back starts hurting then i'm like oh god and then, <laughs> then there's my arm that apparently may and may not most likely have a tear in it and then i realized holy shit i'm getting old and then i start talking to my one friend who is much older and that makes me feel slightly better <laughs> uh she says 50 is closer to death than what did, what did she say it was some statement and it was so profound and i was like that does make me feel slightly better but apparently once you hit 50 that's when you really might want to start taking shots of tequila <laughs> on the week leading up to your birthday i don't even have any special plans i don't have a massage i, I didn't play there's nothing festive going on that day and i feel like i should do something but i'm also kind of like do i need to mark this milestone in any capacity because <laughs> i'm not excited for it it's not like i'm unhappy in thy life there are of course things that i still want to do and accomplish including another negative 20 pounds that i don't know how i'm gonna have the energy to decide i'm changing some habits this week i took out coffee and it showed it really did i was so fucking moody <laughs> i like my two cups of coffee in the morning my hazelnut or french vanilla with that whole fucking one third cup of creamer powder creamer in there and then those three huge ass tablespoons of sugar which is why i needed to cut it out because i'm sure that's pretty much eating most of my calories in the day <laughs> i'm drinking my breakfast and lunch and then i know the other biggest issue is sleep that's one of the hugest ones but i got that under control i'm taking what is uh what is it called a shred it really does knock you the fuck out i mean it's really good if you're someone who's got insomnia like me or it's not i think it's anxiety too because my brain's just constantly thinking and if it's stressed out in any capacity which it has been for the last week then it adds to that <laughs> um spinning wheel and then you can't sleep or you get really crappy sleep you don't get that good rem sleep so finding a natural supplicant supplement can be hard and a lot of the over the shelf ones because that shred it's 44 dollars excuse me what the eh? yeah and it doesn't have all of those side effects that you do with melatonin that i feel at least and it it acts very quickly as well as promote weight loss so it's a very worthwhile investment but it's you know a little pricey i moved on to tea i had earl gray did i have earl gray what i have oh english breakfast which i used to really like but i have lost the taste for 
but this blueberry slim life is also really tasty and promotes weight loss so I'm changing a few things I got my dr. T oh my god let me tell y'all something dr. Teal's Epsom salt the first time I took that soap rag and put it on my very very tender <laughs> constantly hurting shoulder the whispers in the morning of love asleep and tight are rolling by like thunder now As it was pure romance it had rosemary in or it has rosemary and mint in it mm, mm, mm. now i can't soak in a tub because i don't know what it is it's a phobia of mine i do not like sitting in bathtubs i barely like sitting in a swimming pool <laughs> i don't know what it is but i i, I, I just uh and i clean my tub twice a week and i use the um i use the bleach cleaner and i use ajax because you can never be too sure and I even looked at my bathroom last night. I was like, I can't take this. And I just randomly cleaned the whole entire restroom. I'm a germaphobe is what I'm trying to say. And there are certain things that, you know, I'm not going to do. And sitting in a bathtub is one of them. <laughs> People don't like to admit it, but they know they piss in the shower. Now, of course they do. It's like, oh, man, you got to pee, but you don't want to get out and sit on the wet toilet or sit on the toilet and make it wet. And you just squirt and you, you piss in the shower okay whether you want to admit it to yourself or not we all know we do it just like we all know that we take a shit and then we wipe our ass and then we look at the shit like we need to investigate it for something but that's probably a good thing that natural curiosity <laughs> I, you know if your stools are bloody if you don't look at your stools us humans just do really weird things like why do we warm our food up so hot that we have to spend a good 45 seconds blowing it off to cool it down why don't we ever just put it on the right temperature to warm it up why no matter how many times that you're frustrated that you do not leave your keys in one destination do you never leave your keys in one day every morning where the fuck is my keys man I could have sworn and then you got your favorite places to put them in like why do we also fight that feeling of just getting up and going to the restroom in the middle of the night instead of just trying to pretend as if the feeling will go away <laughs> so you don't have to get out of the bed <laughs> and out of the bed you go the entire damn time how many people sit in the dark or turn the light on because i know for facts i do not turn on the light I don't look at my phone. I don't do nothing except flush the damn toilet and make my way back to bed as quickly as possible. <laughs> I had a bit of a, what do you want to call that? Revelation? Epiphany? About why so many Caucasian people do such radical type of extreme things like, you know, eating dinner at the top of a skyscraper or 
jumping out of a plane, <laughs> parasailing, going down rapid waterfalls, all of these risque activities that you typically don't see people of color doing. And I, I realized this is how they process their existential crisis. They push past the fear by touching the void. I learned this by watching the center. <laughs> there was a few lines that made it all make sense for me. I was like, that's why. And see, I feel as if, and I could be wrong. I could totally be wrong. But just from my observations as a person, I didn't go into any statistics. I think that brown and black people are more comfortable or more at peace with the idea of life and death. Maybe because the struggle has been so long and it's so real all the time that the few precious things that you do attain in that lifetime is enough it's it's there's more value put on the the here and now the material things that you know kind of just and, and just being treated equally in general there there's a certain not inability that's the right word there isn't the opportunity as much to think about so much the future because a lot of the more you know wealthier prominent or you know we we know what the <laughs> the more wealthier neighborhoods even the middle class right there's more black people getting into the middle class but still predominantly caucasian and it's not so much of a massive heap of work in the same manner that I think because of that that there's more space in their mind to think about the fact that the good could be over right and depending on their faith or lack of there's this compulsion to do things that are just and to be quite frank stupid as fuck in my opinion <laughs> and i watch a lot of youtube videos where i see people doing just crazy like i think i'm gonna just jump over a car on a bike because why not that's just so cool and it's not that it doesn't look good or it's impressive but what what is this really accomplishing <laughs> Other than putting yourself in an extremely unnecessary risky situation for an affirmation, I don't know, of the skill? of the Is it an impressive thing? But I don't think so because some people doing handstands on top of, you know, a 40-story building, like that's not worth that one slip that has your life over, right? And you hear about the stories where people are dying more trying to get that that photo or that mo is it more that impression they want to make that impression and in doing so it requires an extreme feat of accomplishment that is of facing death or facing 
possible fatality or injury whatever it is that fear i think they push against it a lot more with these types of activities again this is just an observational thing and you could definitely write in <laughs> if you want to combat that idea but i i look around and see us it's not that we don't do stupid stuff too because we do it just seems to be centered around crime <laughs> or the the material gain of something that would cause us to put ourselves or our lives at a certain risk but i think it really is just a, a mindset of life is more uh is felt more preciously throughout um, our communities so that's my ted talk <laughs> <laughs> for today I just saw this kid on Twitter for Halloween the parents are gonna let him do blackface I'm like come on man come on why 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 did you think this was a good idea that poor kid has no understanding that everyone is going to be looking at him in absolute disgust because his mother and his father don't got no home training. Why you being a dickhead fool? Stop being a dickhead. On a final note, I myself became <laughs> the stereotypical black mama when I was going to pick up my daughter and she was with a group of friends and I stopped the car and they're in somebody's yard. And my daughter starts immediately walking to the car because she knows what's up. She already know. And the kids are, the two of them little boys got these big sticks. And I can tell they're gearing up to smack this sign with, beat the sign with the sticks. So I'm yelling out the door like, get the hell out the yard. I said, get out the yard. Now. <laughs> they was looking at me like, is she serious? I was like, uh. I said, you better put them sticks down or I'm going to come out this car and get taken from you. Which one would you like to do today, sir? Those kids put them sticks down. And the other little kid was like, yeah. Because <laughs> she started moving too. She's like, yeah, I don't want none of that. I don't want none of that smoke. So I went and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I might have embarrassed you, but you need to realize that where this city is, this particular town, you best believe your black ass out of all the white children would have been the one pinpointed as the problem and that's what's sad so you can't have yourself in those situations ma'am that's trespassing on somebody's property and you need to protect yourself <laughs> so before someone's in the house right now calling 911 for the police to show up i'm gonna shut the whole situation down say so don't get caught up in that quite frankly i think all the problems at her school would be solved if they had a lot more black teachers <laughs> or maybe a black principal because you best believe i'm off to watch invasion if you want to send feedback for the next episode black at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Look out on Twitter for the poll question. Once I decide it, 
Until next time, peace, hair grease, and black or magic. <laughs>